Alright, alright, alright. Hello everybody. How you doing this wonderful Thursday afternoon? Mike, doing alright? Yeah, uh, I, I will be in two seconds when I turn the audio down, because good lord, I forgot Kylo's completely deaf. Hang on. <laughs> God, I think I just Well, that's what happens when you miss okay, a week. that's... I was going to say something that is not politically correct, so I won't. I mean, isn't that really kind of the only type of things you say? Yeah, but in today's modern socio and political climate, um, you know, I don't want to get canceled before I ever make it. Wow, big words. Mm. Good job. If there is one thing that I know about, it is politics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, guys, thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, for those of you who have not seen our show before uh, or may need a quick refresh um, I'm Brad that's Mike we're Dallas geek hi <laughs> we talk about nerdy stuff and are uh, we'll say semi successful at being coherent at it <laughs> semi <laughs> um, but with that um, once again, for those who have not seen our show before, the important shilling that is required at the start of every one of our episodes, please, if you have not already, like us and follow over on Facebook, like the video and subscribe on YouTube, and if you would like to check more of our stuff out, but don't have time for the videos. You can always catch the audio of all of our live shows and interviews over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and Stitcher because we must be all the places all the time for you. Do you, do you think that was enough shilling? Eh. <laughs> with that um yes so for anybody who did not see the title of the video or the description of the video um it has been exactly 40 years since the 1980s version of flash gordon came out no, no if you're gonna do it hey, hey, no 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 <clears throat> if you're gonna do it you gotta do it right hang on <clears throat> All right, let me see if I can get this high anymore. <clears throat> Bring it. Flash! Ah! Oh, nope, nope. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> Flash! <laughs> oh, nope, nope. <laughs> Freddie Mercury, you are not. Oh. God, no kidding. No offense. Jesus, how did he... How the hell did he do that? <laughs> he was Freddie Mercury. How did he do anything? <sighs> Freddie F and Mercury. Good point. Uh, but yes, for those of you who may not be aware, and if you aren't, shame on you. Uh, mm -hmm. Flash Gordon was a comic strip from 1934 that yep. was made specifically to be a competitor for 
Buck Rogers. Buck yeah. Rogers, for any of the non-hardcore Star Wars fans, uh, was one of the first great space operas that inspired half of the 20th century sci-fi that came out. Uh, Flash Gordon inspired the other half. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, so you're saying you stole that too? Actually, funny you mention Lucas. Uh, turns out, uh, back in the 70s, there were two people who tried yep. desperately to direct Flash Gordon. George Lucas was one of them. George Lucas. Yep. And do you know who the other one was? The it's 70s? a name you wouldn't expect. But it is a name, right? Oh yes, Italian. Think 70s classic cinema. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, sorry, time's up. That would be Federico Fellini. Frickin' Fellini. Seriously? What? Fellini tried his hand at it first. He optioned it. Got the rights. Never made the film. Lucas tried after him, did not get the rights, and had to move on to Star Wars. <laughs> Go for it. That's not a, bad silver, not, not a bad silver medal, I guess. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, at the time, it probably felt like it, but uh, yeah. in retrospect, no. Well, uh, and it took maybe, until maybe the, 1980 maybe the, maybe the prequels were. for Mike Hodges yeah. to finally follow through. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, December. I, I do have to was say, it like December fourteenth, December fifteenth, nineteen eighty? I think. No, no, uh, December fifth. It was that early. Okay. Yes, December fifth, nineteen eighty. Uh, and okay. the crazy thing is, of all of the sci-fi that has existed, um, Flash Gordon may be the one that has been adapted more than almost any other if you're not including Star Trek. Because, you know, that, that's less adaptations than continued iterations. Um, but, I mean, Flash right. Gordon has had multiple movies. Uh, the original comic strip went from 34 to 92. And Jesus. it's had multiple novels, comic books, radio plays... And television shows. Multiple television shows. I was about to say, I'm almost surprised we haven't gotten a modern iteration. Well, we did in the early 2000s. Hang on. In uh, 07, 08. Yep. But that's not modern. That was over a decade ago. Remember, according to this generation that we're living in, if it's over a decade old, it's, you know, retro. Nope. Nope, nope, not acknowledging that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. <laughs> anyway. Yep. But um, unfortunately, we have friends that fall into that generation. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Actually, several. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> trying not to feel too old now. Uh, <laughs> Good yes. luck. So, of all of the various adaptations... Uh, it's the 80s film that yeah. became the quintessential version of Flash Gordon. And yeah. that is because it took the space opera concept 
and embraced the natural cheese and just over excessive um, glam that was yeah. Flash Gordon and just cranked it up to as extreme as they could go. I mean, they got freaking Queen to make their theme song. I, I don't think there's a better way to say you're embracing the camp and the glam than that. Yeah, look, it, you know, so often you see, I, I guess the best way that you would describe it is like the Charlie's Angels movies and mm. like Starsky and Hutch, these very serious older franchises and older series that are turned into like modern movies, but they're done as comedies and yeah. they're done as like a very tongue in cheek, like, oh, like, we've got Ben Stiller running around with a perm, and it's going to be very cheesy, and it's going to be... Like, that would be... Like, those got that... Those got that idea from this. Like, this yeah. was a... Like you said, this was a space opera. Like, this was a... By definition. Sci-fi... Yeah, like, this was a very sci-fi-driven, like, grandiose storytelling, like spanning all across the galaxy and the universe and whatnot. Like, mm. it wasn't... It wasn't hokey. It wasn't cheesy. Like, even by, like, looking at it by modern standards, it wasn't hokey or cheesy. But, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much the way that they went with it. Yeah. So, what's really cool... Oh, by the way, uh, Kyla and Armando have uh, jumped into the comments. Uh, okay. Armando is cringing with us about the old thing, and Kyla's leaning into it by saying, yes, we are old, but apparently it's okay. She has no room to talk. She's not even 30 yet. <laughs> um, She's six years younger than us. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just waiting for her to reply. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, the funny thing is, even the comic strip was defined as a space opera, and, right. I, I mean, between it and Buck Rogers, they may have actually coined the, ter uh, the term. Like, you look back prior to 34... That's a good point. Other than uh, a few of the uh, radio dramas that happened, how many other things came out at that time that could have been classified as a space opera. The term space opera was coined in 1941. Because of what? Uh, Tucker defined space opera as the science fiction equivalent, a high, uh, hacky, grinding, stinking, outworn spaceship yarn. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my head around that one too. All right, well, um, getting back to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Flash Gordon had so many things amazing about it. I mean, between literally casting a Playgirl centerfold as the star, bringing Playboy. Max von Sydow and Brian freaking Blessed into the mix yeah. as uh, uh, supporting slash 
also main characters. And sorry I mean, to uh, not not to interrupt, but Flash Gordon is considered to be the first ever space opera. So you would say that it is almost genre defining, if not and, totally genre defining. Oh yeah, and let's not forget it also brought in James freaking Bond, Timothy Dalton into this. No. <laughs> I mean, they they swung for the fences and they made one of the best cult classics in sci-fi history. And, and now it's forty. And over the summer got its 4K restoration straight from the original uh, film negatives. And by the way, if you have not seen the 4K restoration, it looks fantastic. Um, yeah, no, it, it is. There is so much about Flash Gordon that, in my mind, still deserves to be praised. Um, but so normally, Mike, normally. Normally, I would agree with you. I would. I do uh, have. Oh, don't a don't tell me you're gonna make me want to hurt now. you. I just I find it very hard because I know I know with with science fiction, you know there is it is still based in scientific fact or scientific theory, um, and I know the suspension of disbelief, and I I, I get all of that. I, just, I swear, if you're about to bring up the the uh, bird people, no, no, I think I'm about to piss you <laughs> off even more with this. <laughs> I, I, I understand suspending dis, uh, the suspension of disbelief. I understand, you know, you have to take some things with, hey, you know, it's just fiction. It, you know, this is fantasy. This is fantastical. Mm -hmm. But somebody. That is the quarterback for the New York Jets. Being able to do anything competently. <laughs> Didn't know where I was going with that, did you? <laughs> By the way, uh, Kyla is very offended that you said six. It's five years. Oh, oh no. Try, oh, the, oh. Oh, that's all she said? Because she texted me, and there's a couple of four-letter words around the five years. <laughs> it was emphasized. <laughs> ah, got it. But, yes, but yeah, um, the quarterback for the New York Jets being able to do anything. I mean, does it make remotely it... Remotely right. Does it make you feel any better that the original comic had him as a polo star from Yale? That's more believable than the New York Jets quarterback being able to do anything right. Yes. Wow. Have you okay. have you watched the New York Jets do anything in the last uh, 15 years? Mike, who are you talking what? to? Okay. Who fair. are you talking you to right now? Yeah, uh, You're that's, asking that's true. me, you have think... I seen something sports related? You know better than to ask me that. <laughs> I mean, that's, hey, you know what, that answer. is, hey, that is fair, that is fair, you do think swimming is a sport, so my apologies. <sighs> it's in the Olympics. <laughs> but yet, baseball isn't. 
Hey, lightsaber dueling may be in the Olympics soon. Breakdancing will be. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, all, all joking aside, it... Like, this is one of those films, I like, I almost want to say that it deserved better. Oh, I don't. I, I think it like, got exactly what it deserved in the best possible way. No, I think this is one of those, I think this is one of those they tried to make, this was one of those properties that was a sci-fi staple that everybody thought with the booming technology in the movie industry from the late 70s and early 80s that they could make a film that would do it justice and i just uh, i don't know like this is uh. i don't know the i i think the problem here is you can't do this movie in a serious way like that's what the 0708 uh show tried to do it, it tried to make it a bit more serious do i just not do, uh, well do i not remember that as show? serious Did as I, I believe it was oh, sci-fi channel uh, as serious as sci-fi channel oh, is God. capable of uh granted keep in mind they are also the ones that made um Balsar galactica so i mean they are capable that's true but that's very true they did try to make it a bit more serious and there's a reason why it only lasted one season. Flash Gordon is not the kind of story that should be done seriously. It is intentionally campy. Like, even the original comic strips, you go back and look at them, they are about as ridiculous and out there as you can get. And that's considering yeah. early 30s, uh, early 40s comic standards. I mean, it's not a serious anything, honestly. Yeah, man, that's that's true. I mean... And so to try to say, oh, well, you know, update it with modern technology, make it look better, I, I feel like that's... Even if you try to go campy using modern technology, that more serious aesthetic is gonna kill some of the fun. You know. Yeah, that's that's very fair. It is. That's that's very fair, but I almost I almost wonder if I guess you can make that argument because it's not like they were intentionally trying to do something that would come across as very hokey or very cheesy. Like it just I mean they cast Brian Blessed. Way. I don't think they were trying to be serious. Fair. <laughs> I mean, just... Ugh, thank God it's not Masters of the Universe. Uh... What? <laughs> I don't think... As ridiculous as Masters of the Universe is, I don't even right, think it right, has on, the ability to on. hit this level of cheese. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> but no, but I think you posed the question: cinematic masterpiece in the description in the video. Eighties <laughs> cinematic masterpiece. Ah. Remember, we're going based on nineteen eighties standards. 
the 80s kind of epitomized cheese. So, by embracing the cheese and the glam, I feel like it is the 80s. I mean, that's, Even before that the 80s realized fair. they were the 80s. Because remember, the yeah. what we see as the 80s aesthetic didn't really hit m overall society until almost the mid-80s. So the fact yep. that this came out in 80 and epitomized what the rest of the decade was going to look like, it was ahead of its time by that standards. Yeah, look, I think that's... Yeah, like, it really is hard to argue with that. I just, I almost wonder... Excuse me, sorry. I almost wonder what this film's legacy would be if they waited another 10 to 15 years to do it. Hmm. Like, what do you think would have been the potential benefit? It wouldn't have come out right after Star Wars, and it could have stood on its own a little bit. Just very candidly, I think, because it came out, what, three years after A New Hope? And it would have been... That would have been, what, a year before Empire? Or two years before Empire? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what was the box office for it? That would be... Box, uh, total box office, 27.1 million on a budget of 20 to 27 million. So it literally broke even, but it became better known after the fact. Right. Like, I just so that, well, remember, it made quick. cult classic status for a reason. Actually, you're true. So it came out the same year as Empire. But... <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on. What do you got for me? doing okay hello? live so no cursing say hello to mike hi there mike hello hello matt hi oh yeah. what's up man <laughs> okay oh it's got a little bit of a, oh, okay <sighs> mute your computer Mute it. Mute it. Eh. Yes. What the hell is happening right now? <laughs> what happens anytime we do the show? <laughs> Did you what? plan this? Oh, what? Okay, I'm, I'm confused as to what you're talking about. Talking to Mike. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Mike! Hello. <laughs> he says hi. 
guys are you guys are like got a little bit of a lag, so it's like I'm watching you, but then like you're. <laughs> I'm like so like you're 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 actually ahead of what you're talking right now. Yes. Yep. Actually, no, you're quite a bit ahead. Quite a bit ahead online. <laughs> Say bye, Matt. Oh, hey, bye. <laughs> bye. What the hell was that? Oh, God. Oh, no, greatness. So, that was greatness. So, I guess I just wonder what would have happened. Like, what what's this movie's legacy if it doesn't get released the same year as Empire and it doesn't get released in the middle of the Star Wars renaissance, if you will. Hmm. Okay. Okay, okay. Like, that's just, that's, I guess, you know, like... Sorry, I'm going to adjust in my chair for a second. I don't see you on my camera, <laughs> by the way. Or am I? Yes. What are you doing? Jackass. Um, <laughs> no, for me, uh, look, for me, it's as simple as... Like, was this movie too ahead of its time? Like, did this come out mm. at the wrong time? What would have happened if... What would have... Like, what would be this movie's legacy, and what would be the legacy of Flash Gordon, the character in general, if we're having this conversation, and it's the 30th anniversary and not the 40th anniversary? Right? Hmm. Like, does it have more of an imprint and more... Does it leave more of a fingerprint on... On the sci-fi community like because it because like it's it, people know the name flash gordon but do they know yeah. just how relevant it was like for christ's sake oh sorry for all of my christian mm -hmm. oh no wait no i'm sorry we can ridicule the christians all we want that one's okay um this isn't south park let, let, let's you know try try to keep it at no no you're right this is 2020 um, is what, like, the franchise and the property is credited for coining an entire genre. Yes. But yet, we're here talking about the 40th anniversary of it, but, like, how many, how many newer generation sci-fi fans, like, that are younger than us know about it? I think you that surprised, it ran for, honestly. You think so? Yeah. Well, I mean, just like, based do they, on do any they know time that I've it seen ran Sam for... Jones have a convention appearance, there was never a lack of attention for him. Well, it, it also helps that he fought Ming with a stuffed teddy bear, voiced by Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> but no, like, in all honesty, um, like, yeah. it... How many people that don't actually know the history of a lot of sci-fi stuff know that this is a property that ran for 60 years in the comics? Hmm. Well, let me pose like, thing, it to you this Same thing with way. Buck Rogers. <laughs> well, let, let me pose it to you this way. Um, yeah. What do you think would have been the impact on the legacy of Flash Gordon if this waited 10 years and happen to be a box office success. How would the legacy have changed? Because right now, 
it has the cult classic status to hold on to, which is not really something that comes around for uh, movies that were box office successes originally. It is very rare that a massive box office success maintains that level of cult classic uh, attention and deep love. And even more than that, if it came out 10 years later, then all three Star Wars would have come out and it would have that looming over its head, plus Star well, Trek would have been sure. even bigger with its movies, plus we would have been at the first... Uh, was, was the first Turtles movie in 90? I feel like it was like the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. But like this, well... I get what you're saying, but also, I guess you can counter that It was that in 90, so it would have been competing yeah. 10 years later with Turtles, which then its special effects would have made, I think, Flash Gordon look cheesy in the wrong ways because it was doing its uh, practical special effects and animatronics in conjunction with uh, the Henson Company. So it no, no, would no. have had that level I... of intensity against the cheese that Flash Gordon would have been trying to achieve. Would well, it have even had if, the same long-term effect? No. What if we? What if ten years later it doesn't go for that cheese? What if ten years later it actually does present itself as a serious take on a very epic sci-fi story, almost in the sense of like a Dune or a then I think Empire would have Strikes failed. Back? You think so? Because look, well, hell, look at Dune. When Dune was, whenever Dune has tried to come out on screen in any form, even if you could say it was a serious attempt, there's no way that Hollywood was ready for it to be taken seriously, so their serious attempts came off as cheesy kind of in the wrong way. Uh, so they, while they've been remembered, they've been ridiculed for that. Flash Gordon doesn't get ridiculed uh, for what it is because it embraced it in a very different way and didn't try to be serious about it. Even the comics understood that this was not some serious thing that you could try to pretend otherwise about. So I, I feel like if you waited 10 years, tried to do it seriously, and tried to use better technology, we would have been left with something that would be much less memorable. Possibly. I, I, I feel like the timing of when it came out was so specifically perfect uh, for its long-term uh, appeal that any other time would have fallen flat possible. It's very possible. It's well, also I mean, possible that if they had waited thinking? 10 to... Oh, sorry, thought. Think... I'm sorry, uh, what? I I, uh... What would you have thought if you saw Flash Gordon after all three Star Wars? Would you have thought that it was an interesting sci-fi movie that you'd want to go back and see? Or would you have seen it as kind of a, a lesser Star Wars knockoff? Hmm. 
I don't think I would have seen it as a Star Wars knockoff because what's who's to say that ten years after if they make this movie ten years after they had originally intended to, Lucas doesn't actually get to do it. Or well, let's say or let's say I, I let's the... say just hypothetically hypothetically, let's say he gets his good buddy and close personal friend Steven Spielberg to do it. Well, I think the problem with that is that because Flash Gordon was so influential on George Lucas when he was making Star Wars, that the comparison would almost be mandatory. That it would be almost impossible to see the similarities, see the influence, and for anybody that didn't know Flash Gordon actually came out first, at least the original source material did, uh, it would look like Flash Gordon was the... Pretender. I mean, you got to remember it you're also, dealing with the general public been... that doesn't spend the time to do that kind of deep dive in source material on average, especially well before you... comic book movies became so popular. No, that's true, but it's also there's also the possibility that what if they, what if it becomes the big sci-fi? I don't want to say franchise but the big sci-fi staple of the 90s like what if this is what bridges the 80s sci-fi to the 90s sci-fi like because mm. there is generally speaking in the terms of science fiction there usually is one genre defining you can say franchise or you can just say film in general that usually comes around once in a decade like who's to say that flash gordon couldn't have been that for the 90s if you know made by the right people now, unfortunately, and I hate to say it, but I do think that I'm right. I think it does get lost in the shuffle a little bit. And I think it got lost in the shuffle when it originally came out. I don't know. I, I just, I, I have this feeling that it benefited in the same way that the first Star Wars did. For as far as the timing of its release, that it was so perfectly timed that it fit the pop culture uh, zeitgeist in a way that wouldn't work any other time. Because I, I feel like Flash Gordon is a franchise that worked great in the 30s because it was so mm -hmm. unique. Mm -hmm. As time went on, 40s, 50s, 60s, it wasn't so popular because you had comic books becoming popular and uh, yeah. kind of overshadowing the original comic strip. And in the 70s, when uh, the TV show Attempts came out, um, you had enough other classic sci-fi going on at the same time. Uh, even in the, uh, the 50s, you know, uh, when, when the very first TV show came out, that it just didn't quite match up. Uh, yeah. So it never really caught on. And so you got the movie that came out when it did, when sci-fi was getting popular again, but wasn't quite as mainstream overall as it was going to be in later years. And this set itself up to be remembered as one of the originators again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, maybe a, uh, it is possible to make a modern version that can do well, 
I, I just, I personally don't see how it could work. But if somebody wants to prove me wrong, I'll see it. <laughs> you give me the budget, I'm trying to do it. I would love to see you try. I, I would love to have that opportunity. Because <laughs> if Michael Bay can make movies, then anybody can do it. Well, okay, okay, okay. Who would you cast as Flash? Like, gun to my head right this second, who would I cast yes. as Flash? Gordon. I'm trying to remember. How old is he? He's in his late 20s? Uh, we're, we're talking uh, recent college grad, mid-20s-ish. I swear if you say Timothy freaking Charlemagne, I, I'm, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> That's a question. So you'd need somebody, you would need somebody that can, that can act, that can also do the physicalness, do their own stunts possibly. Hmm. Basically, you need one of the Hemsworth brothers. So that's one of the ones that I was thinking. I was thinking you could go with somebody like Liam because he looks young enough. Oh, no, let me think about that. Stall for a couple seconds. Let me actually give some thought to that. Well, okay then. Um, so in general, guys, if you have not seen Flash Gordon, if you... Have not had the pleasure of just diving into that ridiculous amount of uh, wonderful '80s glam. Uh, you don't know what you're missing, but you need to fix that. It is amazing, and really should be on every sci-fi or nerds uh, must-watch list. Like, it, it just, it, this needs to be required viewing, honestly. Even if you come away saying it was okay, but it's not your thing, uh, it's still something that needs to be experienced. It, it is, it, it's very you. difficult to explain the full extent of the, the ridiculousness of this movie if you have not seen it. I've got a couple options for you. Uh-huh. So Hemsworth, like you said. Sure. Um, Taron Edgerton. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Not a bad choice, right? He would be an interesting one. The other one, and this one immediately popped into my head, and you're going to laugh, and I don't know why it immediately popped into my head, other than that I think that he's got the balance of pretty boy and strong enough that he could actually pull it off, and he can act way better than I think he gets credit for, as I think Zac Efron could do it. I believe that. No, and that's the thing. <clears throat> While you have gone to bat for the acting abilities of Robert Pattinson for years, mm -hmm. uh, saying that he's been underestimated because of Twilight. 
I will yeah. continue to go to bat for Zac Efron saying that his time with Disney has made people severely underestimate what he's capable of. And between Disney and the fact that he has a... Uh, a love for picking some of the more ridiculous films like Baywatch or uh, uh, what was that but, one that he did with Adam Devine? Um, oh, the, uh, what is it, like Brad and Mike need wedding dates or whatever? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the because one he Aubrey likes Plaza. to pick yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of those type of movies, I think a lot of people really underestimate how good of an actor he actually is. And because he absolutely can pull off the physicality, I'd believe it. I, I Actually, I would say I'd be first in line to see the movie if he was cast as Flash. I, I, I'd be very interested. Here's another good one. Ansel Elgert. I, hmm. And these are all people that are all under the age of 33, mind you. I feel like Ansel would be a little bit harder because I've just never seen him handle that level of physicality and, and prove that he can Baby physically driver. put on that much muscle. Because remember, Baby Flash driver. has to be built. No it, matter yeah. what his backstory has been, it's always been something that required a, a decently built actor to embody. And I've just, I just, think... I don't know if he's capable of that. Ansel, you didn't get those not Ansel, from... um, Taryn, I know can do that. Uh, and yeah. obviously, Zach and uh, Liam are. So, yeah. I don't know. You didn't get that vibe from, uh, from Baby Driver? I think he can do the physical acting. I don't know if he can look the part. That's the problem. Because even if you want to uh, say, okay, we're not doing the polo thing, we're not doing the NFL thing, to be able to still stay well, within the, show, the general story architecture, you would still need to have some kind of sports background. And I don't, I don't know so, if he can pull that off. So the show, because I looked it up, because I don't remember the show at all. But in yes. the show, he was a he was a track runner. Yes. But he was still a bigger track runner. One that only only a TV show would say a track runner looks like that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he still looked like somebody that grew up in football and transitioned to track. Track. Like, he, he did not. not Got it. Usain Bolt, he was not. <laughs> so, no, yeah. I, like, I... I just, I will be honest with you, like, I'm surprised we haven't gotten a big screen remake of Flash Gordon by this point. Like, I really am. I don't know, I Like, I, I'm I surprised think, Lucas or somebody hasn't done it. Or, like, I think with the popularity of some of the other 80s franchises finally getting a little bit more respect than the Michael Bay treatment, um, especially once we see what happens at the box office with Dune, I think something like Flash might actually have a chance at getting a resurgence because it fits so, within that timeline of release that it's due for uh, a redo. So, Dune's going to be very interesting. Yeah. 
Dune is not going to be one of those films that we can rely just on the box office because Blade Runner no, 2049 no. was a box office bomb. And that movie was incredible. Well, and the thing is, based on... And it's the same director. Some of the, well, based on some of the early releases for the behind-the-scenes about some of the, the on-set uh, pieces that have come out, it looks like this might actually have a chance at being pretty loyal to the original novel, which I, I personally loved the full original series. Uh, all four books I thought were fantastic. Um, even all of the follow-up books I, I've greatly enjoyed. Um, but I also recognize how hard it is to replicate that on screen because there's just so much content in every novel that you can't really do it in a movie easily. And a yeah. miniseries doesn't usually have the budget. So you're kind of stuck, uh, well, but I feel so this like this be... may have the best chance of getting close. So this will be two films, yeah, and and that's why gun I think to my head, be close. Well, I will also tell you, I would not be surprised if each of these films is over three hours long. Oh, easily. And yeah. honestly, this is actually one time where I am actually okay with Tim, uh, Timothy Charlemagne uh, taking on the lead. Because if you actually look at the book, he's kind of described almost like him. Like, he's supposed yeah. to be a scrawny, nerdy-looking kid. He builds up to be more than that by the end, but for a decent amount of the book, that's kind of him. Yeah. So I, I think this might actually work. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm excited. we'll have a whole different to uh, show all about Dune when it comes out. Because I, I feel like there's yeah. going to be way too much to unpack that we, we must. Which, uh, <laughs> so In pandemic, we have to wait an entire year for it. But hey... We're getting WandaVision in January and Black Widow in, was it May? May. Yeah, but there's I mean, one There's one in between those that I care more about both of those, if we're being honest. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. But I don't know. I, yeah, I feel yeah. like as much as it's been hyped, I, I feel like WandaVision may actually be the, the sleeper hit that is going to surprise everybody because it, it looks like it's oh, the right it's, yeah. balance of comic book weird and mm -hmm. like Marvel's specialty weird that mm. no I agree w may just surprise everybody on like a, a, a an original Guardians of the Galaxy level yeah I agree I definitely do I just I'm more excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier but mm, that's fair we'll see what happens but yeah on that note mm. Mm. guys Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. We absolutely appreciate it. Uh, and once again, seriously, um, whether it looks like your kind of movie or not, go check out Flash Gordon if you haven't already. It really is worth your time to at least see it once. Uh, I don't think I've ever met somebody that regretted seeing Flash Gordon. So it's at least worth checking out. Yeah. Um, That's fair. 
even though it is definitely in my uh, favorite sci-fi list. Uh, like, like it, it's definitely up there. Uh, that one of those movies that I will watch any time it's on. I, I, I'm very okay with it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a hundred percent. Guys, question of the day. Um, if you have seen Flash Gordon, what was your favorite part? And if you have not seen Flash Gordon, tell us what you think the movie is actually about down in the comments. Like, like write your synopsis for the movie that you think you're going to see. And then, let's see what we get. <laughs> uh, but with that, guys, as we said at the beginning of all this, if you have not already, please like the video over on Facebook and follow us. Like the video and subscribe over on YouTube. We must appease the Google overlords. And if you want to check out more of our stuff but don't have time for the videos, you can check out the audio of all of our live shows and our interviews over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Because much, uh, reason. much more... Pro much more profanity in the audio only, but much less nudity. So, take your choice. <laughs> oh, with that, <laughs> thank you so much. As always, I'm Brad. That's Mike. We're Dallas Geek. See ya. <laughs>